As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Work From Your Happy Place, the podcast that equips you with the tools, know-how, and motivation to live your dreams and find your happy place. Be sure to sign up for our free weekly newsletter for a recap of the week's guests and a preview of what's in store. To sign up, simply text the word HAPPY PLACE with no space to 33444. Now, it's my pleasure to introduce the host of Work From Your Happy Place, Belinda Ellsworth. Hi, everyone. It's Belinda Ellsworth from Work From Your Happy Place, and I'm really excited today. I have got a great show in store for you. I have Justin Crane with me, and Justin is a money strategist for business owners and has led successful webinars for entrepreneurs. Prior to launching Crane Financial Solutions, he was a vice president and investments and sales manager at UBS Financial Services for 12 years. Justin is a certified financial planner professional graduating from the University of Colorado at Boulder. He's been featured in the Wall Street Journal and Entrepreneur Magazine and on CBS, Fox Business, and MSNBC. He's got a new book coming out this October, Money, You Got This, and is here to share his insight with the Happy Place community. Welcome, Justin. Thank you, Belinda. I'm so happy to be here. Let's get this thing going. All right. So why don't you just take us through a little bit of your journey and tell us how you started your business and a little bit about that journey in doing what you do for others. Totally. So I was a financial advisor doing the normal financial advisory things like investing, financial planning, budgeting, and all that kind of stuff. And then um, I started talking with um, a lot of my clients who were business owners about their business. Like, you know, what do you have to do in profits to save you know, $20,000 a year to put away for college or, you know, how much are you doing in sales in your business or any of those kind of questions. And a lot of them were like, I don't know. I don't know what my profits are. I don't know how much I could save. You know, that's what I'm paying you for. And I realized that they were very, very unclear and kind of had their head in the sand with what was really going on with the money side of their business. Right. Because like they had yep. a bookkeeper and the bookkeeper does like the data entry and the accountant does the tax planning. But where do you go for like money strategy? Where do you go to like understand your numbers and to get help with that? And 
I just started doing it with clients and just helping them and teaching and strategizing. And then they're like, wow, I have been looking for someone like you. And I haven't looked back. I mean, I just literally created that title, Money Strategist, out of thin air. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's when it seems to always be the best is when you find a need for others and then you fill it. So it sounds like that's exactly what you've done. Exactly. I mean, I wasn't even looking for this kind of stuff, but it just hit me time and time again. And I'm like, all right, I got to roll with it. I got to go with it. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And that seems to be when you have the most success. Honestly, that's what I've experienced. And I know that others that are in the entrepreneurial space, it's when it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to try this, or this seems like it'll make me more money. It's when suddenly you found a need and you said, this is it, I'm going to fill it. And let's see what happens. And boom, you're rocking it. That's right. That's awesome. So how has the business then being your own boss shaped your lifestyle? Oh, my God. Amaze balls. I mean, like I could do really anything I want. If I want to work till three in the morning, I can do that. If I want to stop working at 12 and take my kid to lunch, I can do that. Um, of course, that's, you know, those are the things, the autonomy, the work-life balance and all of that. But when you're running a business, it's you. It's all on you. You can get help and have people do things, but the responsibility to market, to sell, to connect with your clients, to make sure your product or service is good. I mean, you, you're in that, Belinda. You know that kind of stuff. It's great. It's a great feeling. And especially with money, uh, you can be very, very strategic with how you run your business. I mean, think of it like this. If you want to get ahead, you can either spend less money and then take that money that you would have spent on sushi and going on a vacation with your family and buying yourself a $5 cup of coffee right? You can just spend less and then you can save that. And then you can live the life that you want to when, you know, you invest it. So you could save it for like 30, 40, 50 years, whatever. And then when you're 85, you'll have $4 trillion and you can do whatever you want. And I'm just not a fan of that. I'm about getting the cup of coffee. I'm about getting the massages. I'm about sushi and I'm about Vegas or wherever with your friends. So how do you do that? Well, if you're running a business, you have to make more in profits it's okay to make more money and then take that money and then save it. Because if you're getting a cup of coffee or a massage or whatever, you're going to be happier, you're going to be more productive, and you're ultimately going to make more money. And then you can take that money and save it. I believe that that strategy is way better than deprivation and, you know, like, I don't want to name names. The gurus talk about this, like, don't spend any money go into a fetal position, put it all away. <laughs> and then when you're 82, you can have $4 trillion. I'm yeah, not into that. Me neither. And you know what? I have been very successful. And I know people say, oh my gosh, you know, you, you could have saved that. And, and I'm very strategic in how I'm trying to, to make my bottom line better. But I don't compromise what I want to do. And I, I think that as you are in this space for a while, you get a little bit wiser and then you realize if you're not enjoying the journey, then honest to goodness, um, what is the point of working that hard if you can't really enjoy the fruits of your labor, but still be smart? It sounds like that's what you're saying. Sure, have fun. Enjoy the money that you're working really hard for, but be smart about it while you're investing, but you don't have to deprive yourself of all the things that make you happy. Exactly. But here's the deal. You have to make more in profits. You have to, you can do more in sales, but you have to, the business has to make more money. And what most people struggle with is that part. 
like they're bringing in some money, but they feel like they're still a little bit like poor. They're not quite there. They're robbing Peter to pay Paul. They don't want to deal with the numbers in their business. And they believe in that mindset of, okay, I'll make more money. But at the end of the day, they'll look back and they'll be like, wait, I left corporate America to make this? So you got to be really strategic with how you're dealing with your numbers and your pricing. And I mean, we could talk for ages about all sorts of stuff, but you know, this is huge. It's really important to make money in business. Great. I couldn't agree more. So what would you say then that two of your greatest skill sets are that have helped you be successful in owning your own business? I think it's the ability to take risks and make mistakes. I have failed a gazillion times. I came out with all these things that I thought people would want, but I was giving them what they needed, not really what they wanted. So my strengths are willing to take risks, being okay with failing, learning from it. Like I used to freak out about like my own shadow and I was the guy that had like money floaties in the shallow end of the pool. You know, (laughs) like that guy with floaties with a mankini. Yeah, that was me. So now it's like, okay, I'm going to put on my money floaties, but I'm going to take some risks. It's okay to fail. I'm going to challenge myself. I'm going to push. I'm going to keep going. So it's the ability to like to do, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, but you don't get that. You got to do different stuff. Great. And I'm so glad you shared that because in all of my speaking and we do lots of focus groups and surveys and Uh, The biggest trend right now is that people are not even setting goals because they're so afraid of failing and so afraid of being judged by other people. And maybe that's this world of bubble that we live in with social media and everybody watching everything you're doing all of the time. I'm not sure what's changed so much about that in this younger generation, but everyone needs to understand that you're not going to get anywhere without taking some risks. And honestly, there is no failing because you learn and grow from every single one of those things. And if you don't move forward, then you're going to be stuck in the same place. So yes. uh, Can I expand on that for a minute? I would love for you to expand on that. I think there's a really, really key concept that business owners think they have to do, but I think they're wrong on. We see people like Richard Branson, Oprah, um, you know, some other media icons, moguls, you know, yes. and we think that, wow, they missed, they must have taken huge risks to get where they are. But in my mind, what they did was they took small risks, medium sized risks all day long. And they saw the results and they iterated off of those results. So that's all theory. But let me give you an example. So when Richard Branson started Virgin America, he figured out a way where if the business failed, that Boeing would take back the planes. So that's an example where more of the risk was on Boeing and not on Branson. So if you're thinking, you're, what does that mean you know, to you, the small business owner? If you're thinking that you're going to spend $5,000 to do something, maybe go to a trade show, maybe redo your website, maybe hire an assistant. Maybe that 5000 bucks is too much because this is what I see happen. Business owners take too big of risks with their money. I want you to spend, and this is just a hypothetical, $200 and go to a smaller trade show, test out your messaging, test out the results, and when it works, then you go big. Then you go to a bigger trade show. 
then you redo more of your website and you get an ROI off of a smaller spend, you see if it works, that's smarter. That means that there's less money that you're tying up, less money that you're putting on a credit card, and more money in your bank account. And when you have more money in your bank account, you could say no to opportunities that you sometimes say yes to because you need the money. So you don't have to take such big risks. I want you to take small risks, and I want you to say no to the risks that get presented to you where you don't think you can make, here's a writer downer for you people who are listening in the car or whatever, three times your money. If you can't make three times your money on something, don't do it. So Belinda, you want me to tell you where I got the three times your money figure from? Sure, go ahead. Are you sitting down? Yes. I made it up. (laughs) Okay. I totally made it up. But you know what? I use it with the business owners that I teach And they're like, oh, my God, that was great because I didn't do this and I would have thrown money away. So it does work. And then it's like, oh, I used it and I did make the money. So just a few metrics and then the permission to not take such big risks. You don't have to be a big hero. You can be a small hero a gazillion times. That's great advice. I must have just figured that out on my own somewhere along the way because that's kind of my sort of guidelines. And at minimum, it's got to be three. And then if it's more than that, I'm a happy day. So if I can't, then that's when I make decisions on, we're not going to carry this product or we're, this isn't going to be a good um, solution for us. So that's awesome. And I, I've always kind of figured that out myself along the way. So that's great advice. And I know that it certainly does work. Thank you. So, yes. So why don't you share with us one of your greatest accomplishments? What is something that you're just, wow, really, really proud of that achievement? I think it, it was getting married for me. And it, it just personally, it was a very, very big day in my life. And I'm talking about my second marriage. And my second marriage that day was a, just a real inspirational, emotional beginning of a new chapter in my life, blending a family, getting married, starting new. It was just an overwhelming emotional day with so much potential opportunity and love. That is great. That's a wonderful story. I know I, I, we, we have a lot of things in common here. I know I felt that way on the day of my second marriage as well. And it has continued to be exactly the same way I felt that day 15 years later. So super. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yes. you. Yes. Um, all right. So in that note, totally opposite of that, can you share with us one of your greatest obstacles or challenges that you faced and then how you worked through that? I think it was starting my second business. I, I knew that I wanted to do it. I'm talking about the money strategy aspect. Like I, I am a financial advisor, and I knew that I really wanted to make a bigger impact on, on business owners and, and really work in my passion, and I believed that I could make money at it. And um, it, was, it was hard to do because there's compliance that I have on my financial advising business. There's new entities I had to set up. I had no idea what I was going to offer. I had to figure out how I was going to, you know, what my core message was going to be. I had to get my branding going. Just starting a second business on top of a first business and blending a family at the same time and starting a new life, it was crazy, but I pulled it off. That's great. And how do you think, what were some of the things that helped you to pull that off? Were 
there are a few things that you, because these are the kinds of things people, I think, need advice on. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, um, I'm one of those people that likes to have all of their ducks in the row before they do anything. And that's always the way that my gravitational pull is, is like to be prepared and to get ready. And the whole part about me, where I spoke earlier about being willing to take risks, I always have to push myself to do that and keep going. And what I did with this is I just asked my community, I'm like, okay, what's the single biggest problem with the money in your business that you're dealing with? And, you know, I got a bunch of answers and the common answer was cash flow. So the people listening go out and just ask one question to your audience and then put all of those answers into an Excel spreadsheet. And each answer goes into one cell. That's right, just one cell. And do the wrapped, wrapped text thing. So you have all of your answers there. And then I want you to count how many words you get in each answer. And then the answers with the more words rank higher because people are being more dis- uh, descriptive, talking about their pain. And then I want you to create three, four, five categories of answers. Like what I got was cash flow, um, paying employees, pricing, and um, I think working with bookkeepers. Like those are my things. And then I just created a program based off of those answers. Well, that is really, that's super advice. So what does exactly, and I know this kind of goes with the whole shaping your lifestyle, but this is kind of the premise of the show and that's doing what you love. So what does working from your happy place mean to you? I think that, it has to do with the fact that I'm delivering my, my peeps. I'm talking about in my second business, delivering my people a, 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 a sense that they got this, like they can take control of their financial life through the success of their business, through understanding the numbers and knowing that they don't have to be the ones to teach it to themselves. They can just find someone to speak their language and to explain it. Like literally I say having a glass of wine and talking about it, like to just demystify all of the overwhelm and stress that comes with dealing with the business money and to know like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to take my life into my own hands and I'm going to make a difference for myself and my family now, not in 10 years, like now. That's in my mind what it's all about. So now I would like you to give some advice to others who want to be entrepreneurs. Maybe your top three or your top five, what would that be? I'm just going to give one because it's so important what I'm about to say, just so people can really get this. It's your business model. It's how are you making money and what do you have to do to make money? If you watch the Shark Tank, that's all they're talking about. They're, the, all they do is they interview these people and forget about the valuations and all that kind of stuff. But what they're looking at is how easy is it to make money? Can you scale it? Can you leverage it? Are you trading hours for dollars? Is it too hard for you to make a profit? So it's how do you make money? What is it that you're offering, a service or a product? Is it easy to make a profit? And can you scale it and leverage it? What scaling and leveraging means is if you spend $1 and you normally make $5, can you spend $1 and make $7? Or if you spend one hour, can you make 50 bucks? And then if you spend one hour, can you make 100 bucks? It's about getting more of a result with less of a money or a time spend. Let me get, let me, like, here's an example. Perfect. Working, like, 
a bad business model in my mind is someone who's like a real estate broker. They're working crazy hard to get paid one time. Then they got to go out and find the next client and the next client and the next client. Their clients don't stay with them and they have to constantly look for new clients. I would rather have someone that has more of a recurring um, income, a consistent income where you're working hard and you keep the client forever. So if you're a realtor and that's your main job, fine, continue doing that. But maybe you can create a second company or give a second service that is more of an ongoing fee where you can get paid every week, month, something like that. That's great advice. Do you have maybe do you want to expand any more on that? Because I actually think that this is so people ask me for advice all the time. And so they want to know if their idea is any good. So I'm the idea girl, right? So I sit and look and I think about how marketable is it. But at the end of the day, after we've sort of passed through, you know, first couple of listening to their idea and that I go, okay, let's follow the money. And they look at you like, what? I'm like, well, how much money are you really going to make? How many of these are you really going to sell? Who's really going to want to buy it? And let's follow the money trail. Because a lot of people have all kinds of ideas. And I'm like, where, where are you making money in that? So I'm going to sell this to you, but you're going to do that. And then and then how are you going to continue that? And it's so funny because a lot of times they just look at you like, yeah, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. And then I have to repeat it. Um, totally. So if you have any more examples to give on that, the real estate one was great. But if you have any additional ones, oh my gosh, this is where I think people need to see a clearer picture. Yeah, I got another one. Um, a lady called me, she was referred to me um, from like one of the small business development centers out here in LA. She called me up and, uh, and wanted to just run the idea by me. And what it was is it was a software service for people to go where they can store all of their personal information so that if something happened to them, their kids would have access to it. So, you know, it's really for the people that are like in their seventies and eighties that, you know, they're at their last years in their life, so to speak, or last stage. And they want all of their personal information. Where's the will? Where's the trust? Who's in charge of this? Where is, you know, the safety deposit box key? And she wanted to literally start a new business on this. And I said, okay, well, there's already one out there. And we looked at it, and I asked if, if that company was funded. So it was called um, – the company that's out there is like Everplans. So they're funded. They got all this money. And I went and looked at their pricing and all that kind of stuff and their products. And they looked good, like they were making money. So I'm like, you're going to have to come up with some different angle on how you're going to promote people to buy this when there's already a few that are out there. So her energy dropped, and then I'm like, okay, but I have an idea. First of all, this was her passion because what happened was is that her parents passed away. She had no idea where anything was. She doesn't want that to happen to other people, and I get that. So I do believe in the passion, but it has to marry with, with the business model. So I said, why don't you do this? Why don't you create some sort of software that you could license to estate planning attorneys where they could use it. Because whenever someone opens up a living trust or a will, the estate planning attorney can offer this other vault, this other resource that you're creating to your clients. And why don't you sell it to the estate planning attorneys for like 10 bucks a month that they could then pass through to their clients. And she's like, nah, I don't want to do that. I'm like, do you really think you're going to convince a 70-year-old person, not that they're not technologically advanced, but go with the flow and the ease of it. Right. You're going to have a very hard time getting people who are 70 today to log into some vault, to upload everything, and to do it. 
It's just, it's too hard. It's way, way too hard. Sell to the people that are selling to those people, which are the estate planning attorneys and the conservators and the executors. Sell to those people. And she's like, you know what? It just doesn't do it for me. So I kind of killed her buzz. <laughs> but, but I wanted, I, I, I just, you know, it's, first of all, you could easily put that in Dropbox for $10 a month and you're done. Right. So it's, it's very, very, it just, it just didn't, that one didn't work for me. And I, I usually don't like to kill ideas. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Roll with it. But this one was just way too complex and too hard. It, I felt like I was like Mr. Wonderful on Shark Tank. Right. But you know, it, at the end of the day, and I've heard them say it a dozen times too, and that is why reinvent this wheel? Sell it to somebody else who's already selling it. If you've got your idea and you can tweak it a little bit. And I hear people all the time that just say, no, I want to do this on my own. Oh, gosh, there's a, a lot of times it is good to sit down and, and create something and do it from your garage or your basement and, and then make something of it. And it's big and it's exciting. But it's like, my goodness, there's also great value in doing exactly what you said. So you kind of have to learn to say, OK, Cause she could be going and starting that and then going and doing another great idea. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, absolutely. And I also believe, just as a side note, for everyone listening you have to play to your strengths. I don't want you to try to improve your weaknesses. That is so huge. I mean, that idea is worth a million dollars. You think I'm kidding? I don't think you're kidding. (laughs) People have thrown gobs of money away trying to do something that they don't want to do and that they stink at. It could easily be if you hate public speaking and you don't want to do that, then don't do that. Then write blogs or emails. You know, if, if, you wish you were like, I'm really in like, I'm a detail, follow up, follow through guy. I'm not a big creative. Like I cannot create my way out of a paper bag. I can't. So you know what I do? I'm like, okay, I'm not creative. I'm going to be, you know, my logical, is it right brain or left brain? I'm going to, whatever it is, you know, you get my point. I'm going to surround myself with people that have ideas and that can run, run and do seven projects all at the same time and fly by the seat of their pants. There are people out there that can do that. I can't. I just can't. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to put a square peg in a round hole. I'm going to go find creatives, and I'm going to work with them, and they're going to do the stuff that I just can't figure out how to do. That's exactly right. And it's that right side of the brain is the creative one. The left side is that analytical, makes decisions. That's where all the money – and that's not surprising because – the money people are usually left brain. And so, and they have, they struggle with the right side, which is creative. So that makes total sense that that's what you are and who you are based on what you like doing. So, and it's why the right brain people love me because I give them a safe space to be creative and not be judged to really understand their money. And I come from a place of, okay, you know, I see where you are. Let's figure it out together. Let's have a glass of wine. Let's go to the moon. Awesome. So with that, this has been a delightful interview. So I would like you to end by sharing some new and exciting things. Maybe talk about your book a little bit. I'd love that, that you're working on that you think our listeners will benefit from. And then please let us know where they can find you. Yes, yes. So my book is coming out in mid-October. It's called Money, You Got This. Now, this is a book that's like a Seinfeld show or Curb Your Enthusiasm. Everyone has funny stories that happen to them, and all I've done is write like literally – this is for like people who have like financial ADD. Not that I have it, but it's like – it's literally like two pages, funny story, 
key takeaway to apply to your business life or your personal life with money. And it's, there's no plot. You can open up the book to any page and it's hilarious. So it's called Money You Got This. And you can Google it on Amazon, depending on like when you're listening to it, uh, listening to this, or you can go to uh, my site, which is J, the letter J, Crane, K-R-A-N-E dot com forward slash pre-order. And you can get a copy there. And it is really important to start working on those pre-orders so that we can help you get on that best-selling list. I know I launched my first book last October 5th, and it was super super exciting. It was a ride, but um, it was very, very exciting. So I wish you all the well with that, and I would love, love, love. I'll make sure that I get a copy. I do a lot of book reviews and within our blog. Yep, and I think our listeners will love to hear that. So I love funny stories. You know, that is, people learn from stories and and that's, I do that a lot in my speaking. So that style of writing, it's also very good because people remember, they remember the point, they relate to it. And if it makes you laugh, it makes you feel good. And there's proof in it, you retain it in your memory a little bit better. So that'll be an awesome read for what is oftentimes very boring financial money advice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is completely out with the financial mumbo jumbo. Right on. Totally That's... out with it. Yeah. Um, can I give people one more place to go? Belinda, is that okay? Oh gosh. Yes. Yeah. So if you're listening and you literally want to cut to the chase and you want help with your business model, with figuring out, you know, how can you make your business more profitable? Go to this site, sign up for a strategy session with me, and we'll bang some stuff out. jcrane, J-K-R-A-N-E dot com forward slash S-S for strategy session. jcrane.com forward slash S-S. Go there, and I love doing these because they're like so much fun. It's just like me unplugged helping people. Well, that is great. And I just want to say what a pleasure it has been having you on the show today. I want to thank you so much for your time. And I wish you much continued success. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us at Work From Your Happy Place. If you like what you hear, please share it with your friends. And be sure to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher. For a free gift on finding your own happy place, please visit workfromyourhappyplace.com and click on the free audio button. Thanks again for listening. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.